0: um wow it's uh, it's been a wonderful morning already with worship. that was awesome just so fun just to come together and yeah, just to worship Jesus. Um, I have been thinking a little bit this week um, about this, all right <laughs> being a praying family it's something that in the last probably year to year and a half i've been growing in, understanding that um, there's just a lot of things that we can't change about our situations in life, hey? You guys ever been through a hard time, going through a hard time, wish that you were not in the situation that you're in, wish that you're in a different situation? Um, and I would say those are things that I've been through many times, as have you. And and there's things that we can do individually to make steps and strides towards um, maybe an end goal or something, writing things down and... Getting some clarity, but um, praying really is the answer, and it's it's such a simple answer that um, sometimes we just miss it. Like I can just get um, really caught up in there's got to be something a little bit more significant that I need to do in order to get the answer. Like, and then I'll get myself into a works mentality of um, of how um, how I can maybe. Get God's attention a little bit more right like if I can just if I can just get like a straight dial to heaven um, Well, then well, then my situation will change. I'll be more anointed or I'll I'll have the finances that I need or I'll have the uh, The thing that I'm believing for or that person at work will just disappear You know, there's just some really cool things if only I had that straight line to heaven um, and so I'm not sure about you guys, but there has certainly been times in my life where I have um, equated God's attention with doing more for Him. And so I would be like, I did actually not read my Bible a few times last week, so I'm, I'm going to increase that. I'm going to go from here to here, and I'm going to be like, get a little tick, tick, tick box from heaven, you know, and then me and JC, we're going to be rocking it out, and it's going to be amazing. And then I read a little bit more and then I pray a little bit more and try to, you know, just get into it just a little bit more, just get into it a little bit more. And maybe that will drive answers for my problems and stuff. And only to find that um, works doesn't really get you there either. But praying with an earnest heart really does. And so I want to talk a little bit about prayer this morning. But before I do, um, I would love for Lisa to come up and just share um, something about prayer in her life. So let's give it up for Lisa.
1: Thanks, Dave. I just want to share with you um, a time in my life when I really needed an answer to prayer and I knew that God was going to answer me. So um, I really hope this is helpful to someone out there. Um, So around 22 years ago when Andrew and I got married, we were about 20. Seven, and most of our friends had, had children at this stage and so we didn't want to wait too long before we started a family but um, I knew it was going to be a little bit difficult because I had a condition that my sister also had and it caused fertility issues so my sister had been trying to have children for about seven years and nothing had happened so I knew I had to really press in and um, the only difference was my sister was resentful and hurt and bitter about it, and she c- kind of left her faith. So that's the real key there, that if you really need an answer to prayer, you need to run to him. You know, don't walk away from your faith. You need to press in and um, and, and come to him expectantly. And so we... Um, we prayed and nothing was hap- happening for about three years. And my um, pastor said to me, you really need to travail in prayer. And I, I knew that Hannah in the Bible had travailed. and But I can't really, I can't remember doing this. I was a bit of a slacker, I think. But, <laughs> but uh, travail means to engage in painful or laborious effort. And I can't remember doing that. But this is another key. If you really want something, even though it's it's God who's going to answer the prayer, you he, he rewards faith. You know, you have to put a bit of effort into it. And um, so that's what travail means and that's really important. Um, around this time, I was working at Scripture Union as a secretarial assistant and I was in a, a lot of pain for a couple of weeks and I wasn't sure why. And I just turned up at work and I was in my car park and um, I started walking to work and I just collapsed. I was in so much pain and I called out and um, someone called the ambulance and anyway in a hospital it turned out that I was having a miscarriage and um, just the loss was just you know, incredible because I'd just found out my brother was having their third baby and would have been about the same age as mine and it was just, it was devastating. So I, that day when I was sent home from hospital, um, my grief was just insurmountable and I went to my bedroom and it was like, it was just like Hannah, I had no words. It was just crying at the top of my lungs but I felt like my prayers were going straight to the phone room I could just there was no hindrances at all and I felt like God had heard me that that's another key there you pray until God hears you and um, it was very sincere but it was just it was sobs and it was and he he knew my pain and I could sense him saying I understand I've heard and your prayers will be answered and then um about 3 weeks later we went to our obstetrician guy, and we we're talking to him about the miscarriage and he said but Lisa, I think you're already pregnant and I'm like no well I had a miscarriage a few weeks ago he said I think from your stats you're you're pregnant again and I, I thought what <laughs> anyway he sent me home he said it's too early for a test and um c- came back a week later and I had a blood test and I had a phone call to say that I was four weeks pregnant so I must have fallen pregnant the week after my miscarriage. It was just so, so quick. And um, it was amazing. And then I had uh, Lauren eight months later and then Chloe a couple years, years after that. Uh, my sister, in the meantime, she'd been um, praying for 16 years for a baby. It still hadn't happened. She was 39 at this stage and she'd just come back to church. And she needed a miracle. And God said to me, I want you to go on a prayer walk. And so I did up and down the wongree hills, I interceded, and, and I just kept going and going, and then I really sensed God say, That's enough. I've heard, it's done. Um, so that was that was really good. And I just knew that something was going to happen. And then within about two months, I uh, got a phone call from my sister to say she was pregnant. And she had a baby at 40. Oh, I know, so good. So, just a couple of keys, just quickly, so Dave. Um, I love this verse. This is really going to help if you have, if you have a, a, a need and you really, really need answers. So, I'll put this to memory. It's 1 John five fourteen to 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know in our heart that he hears us whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. So just three keys quickly. Be assured he answers prayers. Have the faith and commitment to keep praying intercede and travail if needed always remember he's a good God he's approachable he wants you to come close and he wants to hear your heart to pray expectantly the second thing is a prayer must be according to his will something he'll prove of so maybe ask him Lord is this your will and the third thing is pray until you know he's heard you he's all-powerful all-knowing or always present, but the key is you need to pray consistently until you know in your spirit without a doubt that he has heard you. And that word there in that verse, to hear, is the Greek word akouo. I've probably pronounced that wrong, Pastor Ben. Akouo. It means to be... <laughs> to be in the audience of, to come to the ears of, to understand. So you pray until you know God has heard and he understands. And that's when you know you have the confidence that your prayers are going to be answered. Yeah, that's it.
0: I think we can all go home now. I think um, (laughs) that was a good preach. (laughs) It's so good. It was I just wanted, like yesterday, I just felt like I needed to get someone um, in to share testimonial um, of prayer, and Lisa came to mind, and so I gave her a ring. She's like, "I got something." I'm like, "Sweet, that's so good." And you basically just preach my message. So hallelujah! <laughs> now I can sit down. <laughs> it's it's so interesting because it's it's so simple, but yet it's so complicated, right? Like. We, we know it's the answer, but yet we don't do it. Um, I'll, I'll answer this for you, because I know you've done this. Um, there's been, over the years, moments where people have shared things with you, or you're in a conversation, and you're like, yeah, no worries, I'll, I'll be praying for you, I'll be praying for you. And um, it's, um, it's a good line, but sometimes it just doesn't happen, right? It just doesn't happen. We, we know that prayer is the answer, but sometimes we get almost disillusioned with the reality that god will actually answer that like he we we know that he will theologically but we don't always know that in our understanding right and so it's become a line yeah 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 no i'll be praying i'll be praying for you i'll be i'll be praying i'll be praying um but yet then we don't pray or we we think about it and then we think we've prayed about it just because we've thought about it or we've had a conversation around it um, and so we feel like we've prayed for it, but we actually have done no praying. We actually haven't done anything in the spirit for that situation. And um, so I'm just sharing all of my dirty laundry with you guys right now, right? I've done all these things multiple times over and over. And it's amazing how God keeps bringing me back to the simple reality that if you connect with me and pray, God will answer. Um, the big button. I'm assuming that's the one. Oh, there we go. Awesome. So Matthew 6, can we just turn there for for a moment? I want to read this out. So I think this is a good kind of starting place for us. Matthew 6, and then verse 5 to 6. And I'll read this out. This is the new King Jimmy. It says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Surely I say to you, they have the reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in a secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And so here's this incredible picture that we see like, you know, Jesus was pointing out the fact that we can get really religious in our prayers Uh, I'm not saying that any of you guys are, but we can all get there where we just pray because we know it's the right thing to do. It's it's the right thing to do. There's no real heart connection to prayer, but because it's spiritual, we know it's the right thing. We just kind of, we're just shouting off whatever, and it sounds really good. You can feel good about yourself and your week, and you know, I know I did do a bit of praying, and you know, yeah, I definitely shut it up a couple hallelujahs this week, and so glory to God, that's awesome. And he says, that's not really what I'm talking about. In, in verse six, it says, but when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So there's this place of you know, intimacy with God, like going into the room, closing the door, just you and the father sitting and spending time together Um, you getting to know the the will of God, as Lisa mentioned, like when we're praying, we want to pray the will of God. What is the will of God? Well, sometimes we don't get really direct kind of answers in the Bible for your situation. Um, It could be a good thing, but it might not be the right thing. And that's where we spend time with God, asking him, saying, Lord, I want to give this thing to you. I want to give my life to you, my problems, the things that I'm desiring. I want to give this to you. Would you speak to me about whether or not this is a good thing for my life? And it's in that place right there where we begin to feel the heart of God, understand what He's saying to us, and we're building history with the Lord. Okay, this is so important because we can get really, um, I don't know, just... We can get really, I don't even know what the word is. I'm looking for a word. We can get discouraged in our hearts um, with prayer. We know it's the answer because theologically we know it's right. We know that it's the right thing. And you've maybe even had testimonies in your own life where you've prayed and God has answered, right? And then we go through difficult times again. And sometimes the breakthrough prayer is over the course of weeks. And sometimes we're praying for months. We get discouraged by what we're not seeing. And then we just stop and we just, we just forget that prayer is actually the answer. And so then we give up on the answer and we try a different way. And that trying of a different way is where, I think it's in the Proverbs where it says, there's a way that seems right to a man, right? So we we take it into our own hands. We're like, we don't say this out loud, but this is really what we do. We stop praying and we just start figuring things out on our own. I just need to do something. And it seems like, it just seems right. It seems logically right. I need to just go and do something for this right now. And we go and do it. And the Bible says, that there's a way that seems right to a man and it leads to death, right? And so praying and believing and trusting God and taking it back into prayer, maybe asking a different question is really good. But prayer is the answer. Like, it is the answer. We live in a world right now that is pretty nuts. Would that be a fair statement? And I get overwhelmed with these things. I'm like, what do I even do? Like, we're talking about, like, poverty in like whatever it is 60 percent of the world right now is in poverty more than that probably so we see people dying we see you know the the russia ukraine thing and i've prayed for that and sometimes i just sit there and i don't even know what to pray i'm like it's so overwhelming and in my head i'm going how is my little prayer going to literally do anything in this and so i just give up i'm like or i just do a quick little 10 10 second burst bam and then i move on with, with life And I'm like, but what if, what if we could believe a little bit differently? What if we could see that my secret place with the Lord really is the answer? And that's where we get fueled for like how to pray. Because how to pray is really important for our faith, right? Like I know for me, getting more specific with my prayers has been so, um, so beneficial. Like it's literally changed the way that I begin to see God. Like when you're saying like, God, I want the whole world to be saved. You're like, there's no measure. Like, how do you know? Like, how do you, like, I mean, yes, uh, Lord, save the whole world. In Jesus' name, amen, right? Like, I don't, maybe you know how to pray. I don't know how to pray in those situations. Um, Besides just, Lord, I thank you that it's not your will that anybody perish. So, Lord, would you send people to those people that aren't saved? but when I get a little bit more specific, like people that you know right now that definitely do not know Jesus, you have their face in your mind, you're like, Lord, I thank you for Peter right now. Lord, you you see his work situation, you know him right now, and I pray that, Lord, you would send a man to speak to him. Lord, this is what I feel in my spirit, Lord. I send a man to talk to him, to call him out by name, and to give him a word of knowledge about his life that only you would know. See, then you can start getting more specific in your, in your prayers. And it's incredible how, as we pray specific prayers, as they begin to happen, we glorify God. And you start building more history with the Lord. It's not just some random theological answer. It's actually building history with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, right? So this secret place is so important because this is actually where we get to partner with the Holy Spirit. Like we we partner with him and you're definitely praying the right things, right? Like you're, you're building in the spirit for something that is gonna happen. And so the whole contending thing. And I just loved your story, Lisa, how she was like praying for her sister and she'd walk and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, and pray until she felt like the Lord said, it's done. And so sometimes there's, there's burdens that the Lord wants to put on you to pray and to believe, but we're out of the room so quickly that we never feel it. Does that make sense? So we're, we get in there because we know it's awesome. And we're like, thank you, Jesus. 10 seconds later, we prayed and then we're out of the room and we, we forgot that maybe there's a weight that he wants to put on you. I believe that even in this room, there's people that are called to intercessory prayer. There's actually an anointing on your life and a call to pray and to carry burdens in the Lord for breakthrough. And we need to rise to that. We need to remember that prayer is not just some side gig it's actually the gig. We pray and God moves. We pray and we believe and God moves. So the secret place is really important for this because it's too easy to just get emotionally caught up in conversations which are really exciting and fun and feel like we've, we've done it when really all you've had is a really amazing fellowship conversation. That's important. That's really important. But what's really important as well is you getting into a room and just hanging out with God, and it's answers for your life, right? Like, we we know this is the right thing, but it's so difficult. There's a book, um, it's called Too Busy to Pray, right? Has anybody heard of that one before? And um, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Like, when we think about it, we're like, am I too busy to pray? I mean, that's, that's my life, but... Um, Do I really believe that? And when we break it down and we slow things down, whoa, I'm really not making time for the answers, but yet I'm trying to figure everything out over here. I'm trying to figure out my spirituality. I'm trying to figure out my my commitment. I'm trying to figure out, you know, my family and my kids. I'm trying to figure out my job and my time and my priorities, but yet we haven't spent a lick of time in prayer. This is convicting to me because this is my life, you know? And there's, there's weeks where I just, I'm like, at the end of it, where it's just so crazy. It's just so, like, I'm, I'm looking at a week going, this was an absolutely crazy week, and I didn't spend even a moment in prayer about these situations. Isn't that crazy, hey? But it literally is the answer. So partnering with the Holy Spirit, believe, receive. I love that word. When we pray, we believe, and then we receive it. And it's like, when the Lord says it's done, well, then we stand. We stand. Let me just go to the next one here. So I'm going to go through a couple things, a couple types of prayers. This isn't the exhausted list, just a few that I wanted to kind of go through. So prayers of adoration. So this is praising God for who he is. Psalm 104, 1 to 4. It says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul." O uh, soul, "O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent. He lays the beams of his chambers on the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot." He rides on the wings of the wind. He makes his messengers winds, his ministers a flaming fire. Like this morning, we kind of got into this adoration thing, the whole holy thing. Like we just started, you are holy, God. You are holy. You are holy. We thank you, God, for who you are. And it's amazing how this prayer, it begins to elevate you above your situations because you're looking at God and you're declaring this is who he is in your life this is who he is in this situation and we're just we're thanking him we're adoring God for who he is we're like we're so grateful God for who you are in my life, in our life, in the life of this community. We thank you that, God, you are Jehovah Jireh. You're the God that provides a new house for this house. Thank you that you're Jehovah Jireh. You're, you're the God that provides finances for this house right here. Like As we begin to do that, it's amazing how it changes the way that we see. But we're praying, and we're just thanking God, and praying, and praying. Prayers of lament. Now, this is something that we're probably all very familiar with, (laughs) right? We've all had a lot of lamenting moments. I know I have, Um, you know, just trying to figure out how to raise kids. I've had a lot of lamenting prayer moments, and sometimes days and weeks and months, (laughs) So this is where we're taking our fears, doubts, and despair to him. So we're actually giving this to him. So again, if we if we look at our, our closet space with the Lord, this place where we can walk into, and it's like, okay, this is me, and I'll just, I'll trip over that bed. <laughs> you know, where we walk into the room, and we close the door, and it's just me and God, and I'm going to start giving him all of my troubles. I'm going to start really expressing my my grief, you know? And sometimes it's hard to even know what to express. How do I even share the grief of losing a child? You know what I mean? Like how do like it's 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 hard to describe that how how do you is there words for those emotions? And I think that's where that whole lamenting and just You know, um, travailing and letting letting your spirit actually begin to pray things to the Lord. If you pray in tongues, like for me, that is a place where when I don't have words, I pray in tongues and I give that to the Lord. I don't even know what to pray. But God, I want to give it to you because I can't carry this thing. So a place of lamenting, like giving this to God, like giving it to him. Prayers, like it's... This is amazing things for us to do, and not just in in passing, but like moments where we can sit down and really give it to the Lord and allow Him to minister to your heart. Like actually allow Him to minister. If we run too quickly, we miss it, you know? We we, kind of get it off our chest, we get it out there, but we're missing the answer. We're missing the ministry of the Holy Spirit in those moments because we're just... I don't know, sometimes uncomfortable sitting on the couch with the Father. What is it going to require? What does this mean for my theology? What does this mean for my commitment? What does this mean for me in my life? Like, there's just a lot of unknowns, but hang around. Stick around. We had a moment yesterday where I was just, I just really needed to spend some time with God, and it was beautiful outside, so um, so I brought my coffee outside, and I was in the front there, And I was sitting there, and Sheree just wanted to come out and have this lovely chat with her husband. And she she uh, she came out. Now I wasn't facing the house; I was facing kind of like up that way. I didn't even know where I was looking, to be honest with you. But I was just out there. I was just hanging out with God. I'm like, Lord, I just need you. I I just need you. I just need you. And so Sheree comes out. She sits down, and she wanted to have a coffee with her husband. You know, she's like, Hey, oh, is is this a good time? And I'm like, I love you, darling but this is the time for the Lord, right? <laughs> so we had this really sweet moment. And then Sri had her own moment, you know? She had her own moment, but moments just with God. No one else. No one else. Just with God. Get into that room. Close that stinking door. Turn off your phone. Turn off whatever's going to distract you, and then wait. Like, actually wait. Put on some worship music, do something that's gonna get you into the presence of the Lord and let him minister to you. And if there's things that we need to bring to him, if there's things that we need to surrender, surrender it. You don't wanna be carrying your crap into the next day. Give it to the Lord and let him deliver to you a sense of peace and knowing that God is with you. It is so reassuring and it makes your faith come alive. And what are you doing? You're building history with the lord remember it's about building history so that your story and your testimonies that you are racking up and you are building when you face another situation you can a lot more easily look back and go whoa just two weeks ago i spent time just hanging out with god and just praying for this and praying for it and praying for and god came through god came through so we've got testimonies which builds your faith, you can draw on those things, but don't, don't overcomplicate what needs to happen. It's called prayer, just pray, just pray, just pray. And if we're praying and we're like, just praying out of our head, we'll start somewhere, like, you know, there's that saying, fake it till you make it, you know? Like, I'm not necessarily, you know, advocating that all the time, but if, if, if you're starting nowhere, well, then you'll get nowhere. But if you're like, I just got to get this thing going, and so I'm going to start praying, and I'm praying just stuff out of my head, but if it turns into you're actually releasing real stuff, well, then hallelujah. Start building history with God. Pray, 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 and pray. Just keep praying. There we go. Prayers of thanksgiving. Thanking God for what he has done. Daniel 2, 20 to 23. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise for you have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's matters. And there's a couple of other scriptures on the bottom there. Luke 1, 46 to 55, Psalm 100, verse four and five, prayers of thanksgiving. And this is something that is really simple, but you can actually bring into that prayer closet, giving things to the Lord, unloading your suitcase, unload that thing, give it to the Lord, and thank God. Say, thank you, God, that this thing is yours. Like, you're you're convincing yourself into truth. Like, it's not just about, you know, believing something that's not true. No, you're convincing yourself into truth, teaching your spirit and your soul What truth really is. When I give this to God, He takes it. He takes that. And so it's no longer this great burden that I'm carrying, but the Lord is taking that burden from you, and He's giving you peace instead. What what an exchange, eh? But we need to thank the Lord for those things. And when you thank the Lord, it's amazing how you're just teaching your soul and your spirit like this is a done deal. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you're actually doing this. You're actually doing a real thing in my life. Thank you, God, that in my struggles, in the war in my soul, in my mental health, the war with my parenting, the war with like, my goodness, I'm just working so much. The war in my soul with, I'm, I, I want more of God, but yet my, my job is taking all of my time, right? The war with, I... I want a lot more stuff, but I should be content with what I have. The war in all these things, we can give this to the Lord, but as long as you're just thinking about it or having fellowship around it, you're not really connecting your spirit to the answer. You can hear things, but remember, it's in the secret place where the Lord reveals not just an answer, but the heart for your scenario. So you connect with the spirit, because sometimes... The answer is, yeah, don't run after more stuff. Be content with what you have. But in the secret place, so that can be a good straight answer, but in the secret place, this is where the Holy Spirit comes alongside you and shows you your tendencies. He shows you the patterns of your life and why you are where you are. Because we didn't just wake up one morning here. No, there was many Steps, many days and weeks, and even months that have trained you that have caused you to drop your guard, and now you're here. Spend time with God in prayer. Spend time with God in prayer. Thanksgiving, thanking the Lord. You are good. You are good. Oh, this sounds like a cheesy Christian song. Well, keep singing it until it becomes something real for you, okay? Like, thank thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Set up things in your phone. There's seasons of my life where I um, well I was just challenged by people about my situations, and they said, Why don't you start praying? Like actually setting up things in your phone, like little timers and stuff, right? So it was like once every two hours or something, I, I would have my my thing go off and it would just say pray. And I would know what that means. And so then I would take. 30 seconds to a minute to just pray. Whatever I was doing, I would just pause. Thank you, Lord Jesus, I just pray for this. And every two hours, and I did that for weeks and weeks. And it's amazing how it's really difficult to know exactly how it happened, except that God is good, he's amazing, and he really is supernatural. Because I didn't try to change my mind. See, that's what was crazy, what I did was just pray. And God changed my mind, and my situation started changing. So if you need to do things like that, just do it. I, I don't know. You need to find out what works for you. But the encouragement this morning is just pray. Like, let's pray. Let's pray, guys. Like, we are a praying family. We are the church. Like, we should be praying and engaging with God, with our wives and husbands and friends and family and sons and daughters, like, whatever. Like, we need to gather and pray and link arms. And as a community, like, we're praying Ben mentioned Monday nights. We're, we're praying, right? And this last one here, prayers of petition, asking God for something. Now, I've been really good at this. <laughs> I've been really good. This is, this is probably one of my favorite ones, okay? Asking God for something. So Ephesians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. So what's really cool is that God actually cares about the stuff that you care about. God actually cares about those things. So we can ask God, like something that I have been praying for this church is, God, I thank you that the vision of this house is way bigger than the amount of people that are in this room. So God, would you bring the right people to this church that will connect with this vision, that will grow this base, that will preach the gospel, that will stand for truth. I thank you, God, for those people that you're calling into this house. And if they have blocked ears, Lord, would you unblock those ears in Jesus' name and let them hear and commit to this house because there's building in their spirit and it's for this house. We lay these petitions before the Lord. We lay them out there. God, I want more money. First, maybe ask what Lisa said, so I'm going to call on Lisa what she said before, maybe ask the Lord if that's his perfect will, all <laughs> right? I know that's a really easy one to, you know, pray, like, God, give me more money. What if you just have enough money? What if you just lay that down, and would that be okay? Because the reality is, guys, is that Jesus owes you nothing. That's, that's reality. He owes you nothing. He doesn't owe you a house. He doesn't owe you a large bank account. He doesn't owe you anything whatsoever, And we need to understand that because sometimes we're praying for things out of the soul and out of the emotion and the desire for just more because we're being tutored and trained by a society and world that says, if you have more, that's success. Where the kingdom is, no, when you have Jesus, that's success. And so we need to lay those things before the Lord so that we're not praying things that are actually going to destroy us. And my hope and prayer is, is that if we're praying things that God isn't into, that God just wouldn't answer those prayers. And we would start changing the way that we pray and asking different questions. We lay those things down for the sake of the kingdom. But when we're praying according to his will, we petition the Lord. We say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this thing that I'm desiring. Does that make sense, guys? I don't, I don't think I really need to share about that. We all know how to petition. <laughs> all right, so pray your way out and pray your way in. So I'm going to... Just say, whatever you're in right now that you want out of, pray your way out of that situation. If it's not God's will, and remember, that's a really important part of this. Like, is it God's will? Is, is this a place where God is saying yes, and it's just hard? And if it's just a hard situation, and you want out, but God wants you there, then we pray, God, give me eyes to see. Give me the ability to persevere and have character and strength to know what to do in the midst of this. We want to be praying prayers that will actually sharpen us, that will actually give God glory. Like for him to just remove all your problems, man, it it hasn't done anything for you. And a good father would never do that. He just would never do that. A good father sovereignly steps in and wants to say, hey, man, are you going through a hard time? Like, boom, a little bit of grace there. I just did that for you. And you're like, ah, God, you're real. You're real, God. That's incredible. Wow. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I've I've been real the whole time. So I just wanted you to see that. But now I'm going to father you into getting into the room, hanging out with me, where I'm going to share answers with you. And I'm going to get you to pray and to believe and to see my kingdom come on the earth, right? That's what a good father does. Me and Sheree have had many conversations over the years. She's so compassionate. I love her, (laughs) right? It's amazing, But there's times where in our own kids' lives, you know, whether they're being, you know, there's friend issues at school or, you know, people are being bullied or whatever it is. And and there's times where Tree would just love to go to the school and just talk to that principal and, hey, man, you need to change this. You need to do that. And I'm like, man, I get that. I actually fully get that. I just don't think that's the right thing to do. What we're going to do is we're going to pray over our kids. We're going to teach our kids how to deal with those situations in the presence of God, in the wisdom of God. And they're gonna be challenged, absolutely. But they have to walk it out knowing that God is with them. If we remove every challenge in life, you will never get to know God more. Just imagine you had no problems ever. You had all the money you could possibly need. You had all the whatever, like everything was just absolutely amazing and perfect. And I mean, that is called heaven, but let's just say that it was here on earth and, and we still needed God, but yet we didn't need God. See, where would you be pressing in for anything? Where would your, your heart or your mind go, like, this person ain't saved? Because if they're saved already, well, then we, we're not praying for salvation. But the reality is, is that we're here on the earth, and there's a lot of problems everywhere. And God's saying, press in. My kingdom, I want on the earth. There's people all around you. There's situations, societal things that are going on that I want you to contend for and believe for and feel the weight of that. Now, remember, it's in the Lord. His burden is light. So it's still a burden. His burden is light, though. So it's in the Spirit. So we're not creating a burden for ourselves that we can't carry. No, God will give you a burden, and you carry that in the Spirit of God, right? And we pray for that thing, and we contend we believe God. So you can pray yourself out of situations. Just know that it's the Lord. But then pray your way into it as well, too. God. I want to step into full-time ministry. Or God, I, I really want this job that I believe just connects with my giftings and my callings. Or God, I, I really want to connect with the neighbors next door so that they can know Jesus. Pray for those situations. And pray and pray and pray. See, this is, this is what I wonder sometimes, guys. If We've probably all got family or friends or people that we know that are unsaved in this room right now. And this is the reality, is that those people are going to hell at this stage. They're going to hell. And so if you had three hours, three hours before Jesus returned, how would you pray for those people? Would it be the five-second closet prayer, or would you... Be contending and just God, come, come, Holy Spirit, you know, and not even know how to pray, but your spirit just begins to groan and your spirit begins to just pray things. Like, how would we pray when we know that the end is coming? How would we, all the things that we were praying for before the, the extra money, the promotions, the stuff like, it's amazing how those are not the things we're praying for. We're not praying. Jesus is returning in three hours. We're not praying for jet skis and boats and stuff, right? And again, I'm not against jets and boats, boats and jet skis, just so you know. Um, but you guys know how how urgent that is—like three hours. How would we pray? How would we contend? How would we believe God? It's a good question, right? I know I'm a few minutes over here, but um, I. I did wanna put a little bit of this into maybe practice. And so, can I have five more minutes? Is is that all right, five minutes? It'll involve you guys, so you'll be activated and you guys will be doing your thing. I thought, what what better way to end this um, than to actually pray for this house right here, for us to actually gather in groups of three and let's pray and let's believe God for this house. You know, and there's things that we can be asking along the way. Lord, is there something that I need to sow? Now, just, just for the record, Ben and Jess have not asked me to do any of this. Is there something that I need to sow? Do I need to do something for this house? How do you want me to pray for this house? Like, we, we need a new building, yes. But we need people as well. We need people to rise up. What, what is my prayer in this time right now? What are we praying what are we believing for right i think it'd be great as a community where we're all we're all here <laughs> we're all here we're all like well learning about prayer and seeing the importance of it you know and so let's get in groups of three can i get maybe just a little bit of something in the background is that cool and we're going to take five minutes and we're just going to pray for this church and let's let the holy spirit really like, drop something in you as well. As we're praying, let's listen to God and say, Lord, what do you want me to pray? Is there something that you need me to do as I'm praying? Something that I need to do as well. Is that cool? All right. Let's, uh, let's get in groups of three, three-ish around there somewhere. And, um, and let's pray for our community church.